Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Capital Club Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm in the Capital Club community, visit our website at www.excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Hello and welcome to the conversation. Today, I have with me Jesse Krieger. Jesse is the Chief Content Officer of PowerFan.io, where he helps authors, artists, and creators leverage NFTs, social tokens, and digital asset strategies. He's also the founder and publisher of Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press, which is the publisher for The Passionate. Jesse, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brian. Great to be here. Yeah. So you've got a colorful background. We're going to get into a little bit of it, maybe, but I want to mostly focus on what you're doing with PowerFan and NFTs and some of the DeFi plays. Maybe if you could, though, I think it does help give people a little bit of context. Could you, if possible, give the elevator version oh, yeah. on, on the background? We might have to do a volume two to get into the, to the details of the story, but it's it's compelling. Sure. So the, the nutshell version is I've been an entrepreneur in some shape or form my whole life, but first off was in music and loved electric guitar, was in bands throughout high school, ended up moving and living in Europe and playing around there at 19, 20 years old, moved to Nashville and went to audio engineering school at 20 years old and started a record label at 21. So my first business was a a record label, quote unquote, for our own band. So I learned business through the filter of what do we need to do to have an actual music career? there's a lot of work and there's a whole story around that, of course, but the result was we had people 10 years older than me working for us, manager, booking agent, distributors, radio, and we toured the country twice, had songs on radio stations, MTV, and the band was called Harsh Krieger. It's actually still on Spotify, YouTube. It's all still out there. So that 
ran its course when, you know, in kind of the height of it, I was like, there's no way I can see myself doing this when I'm 40. <laughs> so I was like, if I'm not doing the only thing I've ever wanted to do. What would it be? And I, I see that as the open to my life of kind of adventurous entrepreneurship that led to studying Chinese and having a dropship company out of China to having a renewable energy credits business in the US and living in Europe for a couple of years. So kind of spanned the gamut. It was really fun. And I wrote a book called Lifestyle Entrepreneur that pivoted into this stage of my life where for the last seven, eight years, I've, I've run a book publishing company, helped other authors bring their books to market. And, and that segued into PowerFan, where it's another platform to support creators, authors, artists, but this time with NFTs or digital asset strategies versus a physical book or a audiobook, right? So I see it in those same lines. It, I think it's easy to look at the diverse number of things I've done and be like, wow, he's all over the map. But somewhere up here, I've got a, a clear vision of how it all ties together. Yeah, and I love the I love the pit stop in Nashville where I live now and could... Well, it's funny because Ingram, our distribution partner, is headquartered right there. And so before the whole pandemic, I was there a couple of times a year. And it was really fun to come full circle of like 10 plus years after living on Music Row. Now I'm coming back to meet with our book publishing partners and hopefully we'll get back there soon. But Yeah, a lot of people don't realize Ingram is one of the stalwarts in the, in the book publishing universe and has been for a long time. And they're a wonderful family. They've done a lot for Nashville. They continue to do a lot for Nashville. So it's always fun to make that kind of local connection. And I'm glad that uh, hopefully you can come back soon and we can grab coffee and meet. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. So let's get into the power fan. I like the segue you made between the book publishing world and what you're doing today about empowering entrepreneurs, trying to empower the artist. And that's been a big narrative within the NFT culture since it came on the scene. Can you maybe go a little bit more in depth into what the vision was pre-launch of this concept? Absolutely. So just a quick foundation on NFTs. You know, if you're not familiar with it, but you've heard about them a little, you've got Bitcoin, the first cryptocurrency, a good store of value, but not really an operative token. Then the next generation was Ethereum, which allows smart contracts to be executed on a blockchain using Ethereum, the token, as the way to enter into this ledger, the blockchain. And so Ethereum and smart contracts allow NFTs or a non-fungible token. All that means is, uh, think of it this way, Ethereum is fungible. You can have one Ethereum, half of an Ethereum, two Ethereum, but it's, it's the same asset, just a different quantity. An NFT or a non-fungible token, its value is in its fixed form. You can either own it or you don't, but you can't have a fraction of it. And, and as such, it exists on Ethereum or other blockchains support NFTs, but that lets you compose and transfer assets securely. The real beauty of this is what's inside that NFT can be almost anything. So that could be, in our case, we're working with authors who are doing a book launch. So now here's a limited edition NFT collection of, of my book, including bonus content, an interactive fireside chat with the author, maybe even a writing workshop. So you could deliver 
value experiences bonuses to your nft holders so that's one element you can sort of bundle a number of things into an offer and transact it securely and quickly on the blockchain the other benefit of an nft is the built-in royalty aspect so after that first sale like powerfan we partner with creators to mint and and issue their first sale right kind of like a initial stock offering or something it's the first issuance but once it's out there and an nft is circulating the second sale third sale fourth sale fifth sale a royalty will flow back to the creator instantly and automatically because it's programmed in to the smart contract so i know we're covering a bunch of ground here but the simple way to think of it is like i run a book publishing company right when we sell a book we collect the revenue do the accounting prepare a royalty statement, send it to the author, and then eventually pay them. But with an NFT, the moment the transaction is processed, that royalty is instantly sent back to the creator. So that's when we say, you know, creators and fans, you have the power now. We're literally helping them create assets that create revenue streams independent of a record label, a publishing company, or a similar intermediary. Right. And what I find really compelling about the space is these, this creative class of, t- of content entrepreneurs, to your point, there was always this middleman, right? This, this fee scrape, this intermediary, this conglomerate or consortium of groups that were in, in many ways holding them hostage. And they were disempowering the original artist from that end user in many ways. And what's really cool about how NFTs are structured and, and the blockchain technology that goes into it is that you can retain ownership rights. You can negotiate certain fee sharing agreements with the artist and the uh, the end user. And there's all kinds of different permutations there. But that's I think that's one of the most compelling things. Could you maybe delineate a little bit more what the challenges you know were and, and maybe still are for a lot of these? Let's just call them authors, for lack of a better word. Sure. Well, I can say with great certainty that the challenge for all creatively ambitious people is, you know, you have to have an audience or a platform or somebody paying attention to what you're creating for it to really work, you know, and generate an income. And so a book, you know, a CD, an NFT, those are like a delivery mechanism, but for it to really work, you need to have a strategy of like, where's your community? What's your ideal customer or client avatar? And how are you attracting them in, engaging them and using, let's say an NFT as, as just a way to mediate that relationship. So that's a different approach than saying like, oh, it's an NFT, it's new, it's a craze, everybody's buying them, I wanna buy one too. But if but that's not the way I think of it. I think of it as if you're creating or buying NFTs, you're looking at, am I joining a community? What's going on there? What's been happening recently? What's coming up next? What are the, the value adds of being in that? Can I make connections that will help me in other places? And as such, you know, there is a lot of cool features and value around what the NFT gives you access to more so than what it is just as a digital token in your wallet, right? And, and that's historically what the role of the art houses and the galleries and the publishing companies, both on the 
written and music world, they were the arbiters of this in many ways, right? They were That's they were sure. letting I mean, people know what was cool and what was not, and and leveraging their own intellectual property along the way. Well, yeah, if you look back, like, let's go to the music in Nashville, and that was where I got my start, right? There's BMI and ASCAP that are tracking airplay and broadcast of IP of music that has both a publishing right and an and a songwriter credit, collecting the revenue and then paying the artist and the publisher based on how many radio stations, TV shows used music. So like the, the difference here would be if you released a song as an NFT and built in a 10% royalty, then you could have, you know, a thousand versions of that song out there circulating. But every time somebody bought and sold one or used it, or there was something built into it, you'd just get that instantly without a BMI ASCAP and publishing company. And so that that's one distinction, but the, from a creative side, like it's just a different thing to write a great song, write a great book, create art versus run a business, deal with supply chain logistics. And so there's always been that I've always liked to play at the convergence of creativity and commerce, because that's kind of where the magic can happen. And so that's so the anyways, segue. I just put that out there because just because there's an NFT doesn't mean an artist is now a business expert and marketing genius, but you can get there faster perhaps than ever before. Agreed. But, but that's the perfect segue into what the solution set that you offer is, right, for these folks. So you want to go into the platform and, and what it does? Yeah, I mean, PowerFan is really twofold. We're an NFT minting platform, and we partner with authors, content creators, podcast hosts, community leaders to create an NFT collection. So that could be like, I'll give you one example. We're doing a, a Wall Street Journal bestseller is relaunching his book called The Ultimate Guide to Pay What You Want Pricing as an NFT collection. So as such, we're creating 100 NFTs. So there's only 100 that will ever exist. And there's three tiers. There's a gold, a platinum, and then a unique, like just one of them. And they give you access to the book, but also a training course and additional content. And at the platinum level, you get one-on-one -on -one work with the author. So it's like bringing the book to life. And, and that's the exciting thing for me. So we, we help create, strategize, and bring to market an NFT collection like that through PowerFan, but the platform's available to use for anyone. So PowerFan.io, you can create uh, a profile and start creating NFTs yourself and list them. And we just take a 2.5% platform fee. So, so we are building something for public use and working with select creators to do our own like launches. So that's one, that's the NFT side. The other side is the, um, our token and our cryptocurrency PFAN. So PFAN is our token symbol. It exists on the Ethereum blockchain and on Polygon, soon additional blockchains as well. But PFAN is what powers our platform and allows people to stake and earn up to 100% APY paid out in PFAN. So I could get into the mechanics of it, but with crypto and with decentralized finance, you need liquidity and token holders and incentives to create liquidity in the token. 
and therefore it becomes a, a unit of exchange and has value and, and utility. And so we're offering 25 to 100% APY based on how long you stake your PFAN and Ethereum with us to incentivize people to help us create that leading up to being listed on an exchange like KuCoin and eventually Coinbase. Want to learn more about investing in alternatives? Get started by joining the Capital Club, where you'll get exclusive access to alternative investment opportunities, premium content and education, and an affinity peer-to-peer network of industry professionals. You can sign up by going to our website at www.excelsiorgp.com. There's a lot of people trying to crack this nut. I mean, what makes you a better mousetrap? Well, the the honest answer is, I mean, I'm an investor in over 20 decentralized finance, you know, projects, yield farming strategies, DAOs, nodes. I'm very active as an investor and sometimes advisor in the space. So at one, I've got my finger on the pulse uh, for PowerFan of what's going on and what is evolving in this space. But at the same time, we're a known entity. Like there's a lot of anonymous projects. There's a lot of, you know, let's just call it like scams that are waiting to be (laughs) stealth mode mode deals. Yeah. I mean, like if you look at our site, you look at our white paper, like I've got a LinkedIn, I've got a 15 year history on Facebook. I'm a semi-public figure, at least a published author. So it, so when people say, okay, where do I want to get exposure to crypto and DeFi? Is it with somebody that's going to do an educational podcast, walk them through a training, you know, help them ex- understand the whole working dynamic or some, you know, random, sketchy, anonymous team that's offering unheard of returns and then, oops, they disappeared. Like, <laughs> so that's one aspect. But the other is we do have a medium and long-term plan to have price, you know, token price appreciation for PFAN. So staking and earning PowerFan token, that should be worth quite a bit more over time as our platform grows, our total revenue and value locked increases. So it's the other way to think of it too. Being earlier in these projects lets you compound returns for a token that could be worth much more down the road. So NFTs really exploded over the last two years, still relatively new, but they're becoming you know, recognized across the broader marketplace. How big do you think this could be? I mean, if you look at the art market, it's massive and continues to grow. Is that a comparable to where you think the NFTs will eventually land in terms of total addressable market? Yeah, it's a great question. The way I see NFTs and in a broader sense, blockchain technology, I see it very similar to internet adoption. And if you look at, for example, households with an internet connection on a curve or on a, on a graph from the 90s into the 2000s, it looks like that, right? It becomes exponential. Now, if you, if you look at the to, um, number of active Bitcoin wallets with a balance in them over time, over about a 10-year period, it also looks exponential. And if those are on different timelines, but if you overlay you'll see that where we are at in the adoption of crypto relative to where we were at in the adoption of the internet is still the very early stage. 
And so what does that mean? I think that this technology will ripple through more industries, capture more total economic value away from legacy institutions operating in those industries. So art is an example, right? Now there's, I think, billions of dollars of art transactions via NFT just this last year, whereas five years ago, there was zero NFT uh, art transactions, and it was all in, you know, Sotheby's, Christie's and things like that. So that's at the high end, but at the, you know, middle and lower end of the market, people can bring music, books, content, media to market faster than ever before and have a greater upside in the economic potential. So I think that's going to drive crazy adoption for the foreseeable future. And that's why I'm out here ringing the bell that this stuff's available and the feature set is getting better the more companies like us work on this. So you mentioned an annual fee, I think it is. Could you maybe unwind the, the business model and the revenue sources for your platform? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, no fee. Um, so free to use powerfan.io. If you create and sell NFTs, you keep 97.5%. There's just a 2.5% platform fee on the sale only. So, and then our, our, we call it white glove service where we partner with creators to do their NFT launch. That's a 70 30 split in the creator's favor on the first sale only. And then on secondary sales, there's a royalty that flows directly to the creator and not to us. Now that 70 30 is comparable to every other platform. I mean, if you publish an app in Apple iTunes store, they take 30% platform fee. If you self-publish a book on Amazon, they take 30% platform fee. So I, I look at that, you said, how are we different or better? Those two platforms don't provide hands-on support to craft your app or develop your book. We're working with the creator to craft their launch and bring it to market while only taking what other platforms claim as a fee to use their technology. And are, are you really the only ones doing that in terms of like working on a go-to-market strategy, helping think through strategically oh, no. launch? I mean, there's other, there's a lot of people getting really active in this space and, and it's exciting. I mean, some are focused on sports, like, uh, what is it? Dapper Labs did NBA Top Shot, I think, but that was all, you know, basketball focused. And then there's others that are really in the art space heavily. For us, we're focused on the content creator. So like not a sports moment, not a just a, a digital graphic, but a body of work, access to a, a live event, a community. And so we're helping in that, in that sense, tokenize people's existing business model. And I think that's the big opportunity because speaking just candidly, you know, I interface with a lot of people that have audiences and communities of their own and their audiences are asking, how do we get exposure to NFTs? What is crypto all about? Can you help us? So there's this two or three concentric circle ripple effect I see of people developing the tech like we are, bringing it out to early adopters and, and leaders and business owners that want to move quick, and then wide scale adoption, which we're starting to see. That's why NFT sales increased 20x from 2020 to 2021. I don't know if it'll go 20x again this year, but it's still going to grow. So you've got Nike with their own metaverse. Facebook changed 
their platform to Meta, 2 billion daily active users. You can see where this is all going. And I guess the final thought there, I could talk about this all day, but like, you know, Amazon, when Jeff Bezos started Amazon, there's a video of him saying, it just seemed smart to start a business in an industry that was growing 2,300% per year, the internet. <laughs> He's like, why don't we just have a store online since internet adoption is growing 2,300% year over year? Well, that worked out pretty well. And we're in this growth curve of blockchain technology adoption, NFTs disrupting different legacy content institutions and so forth, and decentralized finance that gets into generating higher returns that are available than are available in banks and traditional finance. So that's the way I see it in a macro view. What have you found to be the most effective in terms of the, the strategy for a go-to-market? You know, and how many have you done? What, what's the volume like? I'm curious. We've started with a few smaller collections. We've worked with like Manny Pacquiao's painter to do a, a signed piece of art for the winner of an auction for an NFT. Um, we were working with, I mentioned, a Wall Street Journal bestselling author to do a book NFT collection that's coming out in about in March. We're working with a, uh, a sales professional that runs a mastermind of sales executives that's doing an NFT collection launch. And you have to have the NFT to be in that sales mastermind. So working on some creative stuff on the NFT side, um, we're partnering up, we've partnered up with the uh, World Cup of Mountain Bike. I, I might've butchered the name, but the Mountain Biking World Cup. So we're gonna do a whole commemorative NFT collection from the greatest races and tracks and winners from so th those are example of some of those NFT projects that we're working on. And what does your community look like? I, I'm curious if you have a look through in terms of age, household income, professional career, and, and geographic location. I don't know if you have that kind of those data points, but I'd be curious. Yeah, we've got maybe a four or 5,000 person community at this point across a private Facebook group that anyone's welcome to join. We can link it up, NFT Universe. So we've got like 1,600 people in NFT Universe. These are NFT creators and investors. A lot of great strategy and tips in there. Uh, we've got um, a Discord community, which is like a, a, a central hub for all of the different projects and launches that we're doing and place people can get questions answered and interface with us and other creators. We've got um, TikTok with, I think we're over 10,000 now on TikTok and we see a good response there. Twitter's close to 1,000. Twitter's good for engaging with other crypto projects. I find we've made some amazing connections with other you know, much larger projects just by being in that dialogue. So those are the main touch points that we use and email as well. We do a weekly power letter that is like everything that's going on and what's coming up. And in terms of, yeah, who, who are they and where are they? It's a mix of, you know, I'd say late 20 something to early 40 somethings that are in the NFT creator investor space. And then a mix of, you know, maybe 40 to 55 that are looking at DeFi and investment and staking. So there's, like our investors and people that buy PFAN that, and that are staking with us. 
I think is a different demo than people that are going to launch their book as an NFT collection and do a big online marketing push. So in between those is like the fulcrum of PowerFan where decentralized finance helps provide reward incentives and other things for NFT launches and NFT launches will soon be able to be purchased with PFAN. So where we're going with this to, to connect those is you can stake and earn a yield on your crypto and use that yield to either buy NFTs, connect with creators, or access other parts of the PowerFan platform. Can you break that down a little bit more? Just in term, the terminology and the, and the system. I mean, a lot of people that listen to the show are interested in passive yield. They're curious about crypto and blockchain, but maybe aren't as conversant as you are. Yeah, well, I've got something special for the colloquium community. If you guys are up for it, we're happy to gift 100 PFAN tokens, our cryptocurrency, to everybody in the listening audience. And as such, that's a nice little way to dip your toe in the water, create a PowerFan account, claim your tokens, and see what's going on. Plus, try your hand at creating an NFT or join our community and interact, and we can support you through that. But having those tokens is the on-ramp to staking. And staking is simply, staking literally means providing an equal value of PowerFan token and Ethereum on Uniswap. We've got it all set up so it's just one click, but what you're doing is providing liquidity so that as people buy and sell PFAN, generally there's liquidity pool. This is normally what like, you know, on, on a stock exchange, the stock exchange is the market maker or there's a market maker that's helping clear those transactions. When people stake and provide liquidity with PowerFan, we're paying 25% APY right out of the gate, but at 30 days, that goes up to 50% APY. At 60 days, it goes to 75, and then tops out from 90 days on um, at 100% APY. So the, the first window or this staking opportunity is gonna be six months. It's live now, but it's ramping up in terms of people coming in over the coming weeks. And that bridges us to when we're going to list on an exchange, probably KuCoin. So from an investment standpoint, you can provide liquidity. So it's not an investment. You get that back. You're earning PFAN. And in six months or so, we'll be on an exchange. So you could, if you wanted to, sell your PFAN into the exchange listing. And frankly, that's how people make a lot of money in crypto is getting these early project tokens before they're listed on an exchange. And then the big buying rush happens with the exchange listing. So if you've got your tokens there already, you could sell some into that. And so I'm just talking through, that's more of the investment opportunity side that, that supports the NFTs and everything we're doing on that. So do people contact you and say that you heard you on the show and how does it work? Sure. So what we'll do, we'll have set up um, by the time you're listening or watching to this, uh, a link that will go to a page. You just put your name and email in, you'll get a, a, a and then you'll create a PowerFan account that will have 100 PFAN tokens in there. In terms of staking, we've got a link uh, that we'll also share. It's just powerfan.io slash staking. You'll need Ethereum in a MetaMask wallet. You'll just connect your wallet to the site. Um, but then there's a button there that says buy PFAN. So you just 
if let's put it this way, if you wanted to stake $10,000, you'd have $10,000 worth of Ethereum. And then you'd buy, let's say $4,000 worth of PFAN so that you can provide that $4,000 of PFAN and now $4,000 of Ethereum. And that's your staking contribution. Now that just leaves some extra for gas fees and stuff, but you could max it out so that you're staking the most value, but that's just a couple clicks once you've got the, the Ethereum in your wallet and then you're earning. And, and on that dashboard on powerfan.io slash staking, once you click start earning, um, you'll see the rewards balance uh, and you'll also see a 30, 60, 90 day projection just so you can get a sense for that ROI of PFAN token. So then whenever you're done, you'd click claim rewards wherever you were at in that earning timeline, you'd get that amount of PFAN and then you could withdraw your liquidity. So now you literally have the initial capital contributed back plus the bonus amount of PFAN. So that's how it works. I'll speak to you really quick. What's the risk, right? Wow, it sounds great. Well, the risk is token price fluctuation. If you're staked and the price of Ethereum goes down, the value of your staked balance is temporarily down. Now, if it goes up, it goes up. But that's just the risk to know that you know, it's not a, a stable coin. It's not like putting $1,000 in a certificate of deposit and then you just get your interest on it. You're providing an initial value. It can fluctuate while it's staked, but you're always earning your bonus. And then, you know, you just want to choose when you'd want to withdraw your liquidity. And uh, and that's that's it in a nutshell. Hope it doesn't sound too complicated. We try to make it easy. <laughs> and it's fun. a little complicated, but I think I, I followed it. And that's very cool. If we're so clicking through on a screen, it's it, describing it is a little more verbose. <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend people reach out to Jesse directly and he can walk you through this. We did this on the pre-call and it was helpful. So yeah, I'm happy to to do that. So for anybody in the community, we could either do a, a separate little training to just do a staking walkthrough or maybe even do some incentive just for your community. That's what we're here for, to, to provide those kind of opportunities and guide people through getting exposure. And then we'll keep building PowerFan and we've got some amazing stuff coming. Awesome. So in the time we have left remaining, I want to ask you a bunch of unfair questions about what's going to happen in the crypto market moving forward. We're, we're filming this or recording this into January, 2022. Crypto's being crushed. I know my Bitcoin and Ethereum are down. I'd rather not comment on how badly they are performing, but can you maybe, what do you think is happening there? And what are your own kind of personal predictions for what's going to happen? Call it 2022. Oh, good. Okay. I hope this ages well. So yeah, right now today, it's the end of January and crypto is being crushed, as Brian said. But why is that happening? There's a few reasons in my view. There's global macro changes that are causing people to be less risk tolerant with big ones like Bitcoin. A lot of the market follows Bitcoin. So if institutional money pulls out of Bitcoin temporarily, that can start a cascade. What started to happen in crypto is people are using leverage. So if you have a leverage position and then you've got a, a fairly normal price drop, that can start a liquidation cascade. So when I look at the charts, especially in the last few months, I see people getting crushed on like limit orders going through expected, you know, like price floors. 
and then it causes a much bigger liquidation. So I think that shakes out retail investors, or at least it gives people a real frigging stomach drop moment when you're like, oh, the value of my portfolio is down 50%. But for people that are a little more savvy, they're looking at that and buying in when there's liquidation cascades. And so there's, there's this kind of dual force in the market of the bigger institutional money and the whales and then retail that's like wow crypto it's an opportunity it's exciting and it is but so that's one thing that's happening and then there's uncertainty about inflation what's the fed going to do what's our money supply going to look like that's going to play into the view but then you've got a lot of bullish sentiment that i don't think is represented right now you've got El Salvador uses Bitcoin as a national currency. Uruguay has got it on the docket. Ukraine, other countries are introducing Bitcoin as a national reserve currency that anybody can use on par with their own national currency. So I think that trend will be astonishing to see Bitcoin become a a global store of value for countries and companies. Tesla dipped their toe in the water first, but whether or not we see more stability in Bitcoin price, we will probably see more companies holding treasury assets in crypto. So that's one part of it. Then there's decentralized finance. There's a big migration of capital into higher yield generating opportunities in blockchain, in decentralized finance. So that as well is you know, causing volatility, causing some projects to go up by astronomical values. But also it introduces a way where people can be in crypto and not just hope the token goes up. With decentralized finance, we talked about staking here. You can earn a return just by having time in the market. So if you can find a stable or promising project and get exposure, then that's a better deal than buying municipal bonds or something else in a traditional finance, right? And so that's starting to create a whole new opportunity set that's not like, I bet Bitcoin, it goes up, I'm happy, it goes down, I'm sad. It's like I'm invested in an asset that's generating a return and I can use that capital for another purpose down the road. So that that's two moving forces. And the final one I'd say is with the NFTs and the tokenization and DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. So people are organizing capital and talent into a DAO, a decentralized autonomous organization that operates like a company, but in a loosely knit form that can make quick decisions and rapid action. So I think we'll see an explosion of products coming to market that are created by just a little team that comes together for the purpose of bringing that to market. I think this is very exciting, and I think this will be a banner topic in 2022. The final prediction is creator coins or social tokens. So people having their own token and offering their products and services exclusively priced in their own token. So essentially either forcing or encouraging people to purchase their own token to engage with their product and service ecosystem. And there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down there, but creator coins, decentralized finance, DAOs will be banner topic. So if we revisit this six months, 12 months from now, I hope that that proves true. I do as well. Last question, maybe you never know what what happens, but with the conversation, 
what would be a signpost or a signal for you that would make you more bullish on Bitcoin is or crypto? Is there anything in the wings that you're waiting on? I got to tell you, in total honesty, when the market tanks like this, that's when I'm bringing money off the sidelines and buying. I mean, from my view is medium and long term, super bullish, and especially for Bitcoin. It's the best performing asset in the last 10 years in the world period. So yeah, one day it's up, the next day it's down. But if you look at that over time, and if you dollar cost average in, like I just have a set it and forget it weekly Bitcoin buy, Ethereum buy, Polkadot buy, I think one or two others. So that I'm just putting capital to work and whatever the price is that day, I don't even care. But if it really tanks, then I'm like, hmm, I'll throw a few more thousand in here and I'm just using, this is my own strategy. I'm not recommending this, but if you're following the market more, you can put capital to work on the dip. And sometimes it can come back days or a couple weeks later. So you could trade and build long-term positions once you get a sense for it. So I'd say with crypto time in the market is the only way. Don't try to time the market because you'll get crushed and wrecked. Like, I mean, that should be clear to anyone that's gotten crushed or wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm staying in because too painful to get out now. Yeah, you only um, lose if you sell is the other uh, advice I'd give. <laughs> well, and this is one of the things that we talk about on the show a lot, which is volatility is not the same as risk. And, and impermanent loss is not the same as registering the sale at a declining value. Correct. Yeah. Permanent loss of capital is not the same thing as volatility. So Jesse, this has been awesome. I want to thank you for joining us. If people are interested in connecting with you or learning more about PowerFan, what's the best way for them to get engaged? Sure. Well, we'll we'll get that link set up so people can get 100 PFAN. That will give you a on-ramp to PowerFan. Jesse Krieger, I'm easy to find. Join us in NFT Universe on Facebook if interested. And we could even link our Discord server so you can join our community there. And thanks so much for having me. Great conversation. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. and look forward to staying in touch. Likewise. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of The Capital Club. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please like, rate, or leave us a review. And stay tuned for our next episode coming soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.